You're listening to 7-Minute Stories with Aaron Calafato. This episode, The Fight. I used to get in fights all the time in elementary school. I carried a lot of anger. I can look now and psychoanalyze why I did that. I was angry because my parents got divorced. I was lucky. I was privileged. My parents were educated and they were good people, but I was angry from how it went down and how we were caught in the middle, my brother and I. And so I probably carried that around. I was angry because I was short. I was really small throughout my entire elementary school and junior high life, all the way through high school. And I hated that because I felt like that physical appearance, people didn't take me seriously. And then also I got picked on too because of my size. And I hated that. I hated bullies. I hated people who took advantage of other people because of their size. I hated people who picked on the other or someone who was different or thought differently. And so I used that as an excuse, this sort of idea of the hero, of of exacting vengeance on people as my excuse to express myself through violence. Now, I can say that now, but at the time, I didn't know that. I just knew that I was angry. And so I'd get in fights all the time in elementary school. And it wasn't until eighth grade when I got into the first fight in my life where I felt like the stakes were so much higher. And it's because in elementary school, when you get in fights, you're so tiny. Everybody, even when I was small, even the bigger kids were small kids. So it's like two pieces of paper mache just hitting each other. Nothing's going to happen. But in eighth grade, bodies start changing. And the boys start looking more like men, except me. In eighth grade, I was five foot, 80 pounds. And one day at recess, there was this kid, I'll call him the kid, who threw a basketball at my head, just being a dick, and threw a basketball at my head. And I was so enraged. And I proclaimed on the, on the playground, I said, you're going to meet me in the grassy area after school. And he, he said he was going to, and it was going to be this big thing, two gladiators meeting after school for a showdown. Now, I had a couple of friends there to back me up. The two kids not really going down the right path, but they were loyal and they treated me with respect. And I knew that they would have my back if anything happened. So I show up to the grassy area with them and the kid shows up by himself. But the difference is the kid in eighth grade was about five foot eight, 175 pounds. I mean, this was a giant. He really was a gladiator at that age. He was a football player. And I had gotten myself into something now I realized that was really dangerous and that the violence that I was in a way playing with in elementary school now has had real repercussions. And I felt that for the first time when he grabbed my neck, when we started fighting and he spun me around like I was nothing in the air and threw me down on the ground. I felt that force. I was terrified. And then something happened. He must've been leaning over me to, to, to hit me or something. And out of pure survival, I just lifted up and I lifted my head up and I smacked his nose with the back of my head. The kind of hit that just makes your your face feel like a soda, like it just starts bubbling and crying. Well, I hit his nose that way and he starts bleeding and he's stunned and I see my opportunity and I literally smell blood. I jump on him, tackle him, throw him to the ground. I pin his arms down with my knees and I start pummeling him. I mean, 
over and over and over. And every time I used my fist to hit him, I took all the anger that I had inside me from all the years and all the stuff that I didn't even know about. And I just kept hitting him square in the face over and over and over. It was like a deranged scene from the Christmas story, except there was no silver lining, no mom to save me. Just this one strange moment where I lifted my fist up one more time and saw the blood on his face and the bruises on his cheekbones and my hand and the blood on my shirt. And I just looked at him. And he looked like a scared animal. And I was acting like a scared animal. And I got up and we exchanged awkward eye contact. And he walked away, walked home. My friends congratulated me. They walked home. And I was left to walk home alone. And I remember when I got home, I got into the shower. And I'm washing the blood off of my hands. I'm looking at my hands and my, my body and someone else's blood on it. I had never seen anything like that in my life. And I caused that. I thought about maybe I, I broke his nose. What if he was in the hospital? I started getting paranoid. I said, like, what if he's dead? What did I do? I, I don't know. It just, I went down this rabbit hole and I thought to myself on one hand, you should feel proud that you stood up for yourself and you, you essentially beat Goliath. But I, I didn't, I didn't, I knew the path. And there was a reminder of sort of that sense of real righteousness that was inside of me and it turned into dread and guilt. And I just started bawling in the shower from this experience. I started crying like I've never cried in my life. It was as if I opened up a wound that was a wound that wasn't even there. It just opened up tears that should have probably been cried for years, just poured out of me in this shower. And then afterwards, I told my mom about what happened and I, I decided that I was gonna call his house, call, talk to his mom, apologize to his family. I felt terrible. And there was really the first time when I saw the real consequence of exercising that anger, that I understood its power and I understood that I didn't like the result. I didn't like the feeling it left me with, even though I accomplished what I wanted. And every time I get into the shower now and I turn that faucet on, it's weird. It like it transports me back to that memory. And I never have gotten in a fight like that since. The anger is still there. The sense of justice and all the things inside of me, that's there too. The desire to be good is there too, but so is the anger. I understand its utility. I understand you have to use it sometimes to defend yourself. But in that moment in my life, as the blood washed down the drain of that shower, I understood its consequence and its power. For more 7-Minute Stories, go to AaronCalafato.net or subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for listening!